Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. It was more of an expected week for the Blackhawks. They had some good efforts. They tried very hard, but came up short in a bunch of one-goal games, including just a crazy one against the Oilers. Um, They lost two in extra time, so they did get two points out of eight, but... You know, it was like not the best result, but you can't complain about the effort. Exactly. I, I, this is kind of the types of type of week that we were expecting slash hoping for. If you are on board with the tank, um, this these were all entertaining games. The Blackhawks were competitive in all of them. And they lost all of them. <laughs> so um, it's, yeah, it's kind of uh, what uh, we expected uh, coming into the year and maybe had our hopes uh, raised, or hopes and expectations raised a little bit by the four-game winning streak prior to this four-game losing streak. But uh, all along, outside of the opening night game against Colorado um, every game since then has been competitive the Blackhawks have either gone up or battled back against uh, you know every team they've played is probably more talented barring perhaps San Jose mm-hmm. um, so you know it's a good uh, good first impression for Luke Richardson it's a good first impression for a lot of the new guys and some of the trade candidates um, that they're hoping to build up some value. All those guys are are doing just what you hoped. And at least for this week, the team is not piling up points. So good for the draft position. So if your goal was, you know, get a good draft pick, but don't be embarrassing. It was a good week. It, this was the week for the people that were hoping for that exact outcome. Yes. All right. So a um, couple other things, obviously Seth Jones, you know, broken, was it wrist? What? I think it was his thumb. Thumb. Right. Broken thumb. He's out for three to four weeks, obviously for a team with um, very little depth. That's going to hurt. Yes. But, it wasn't, you know, the first couple games, it wasn't like it didn't stick out super bad, but overall, as the games go on, you think that should hurt? Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, he's their ice time leader. He plays in all situations, and in the couple of games since he's been out, you know, all all six of the defensemen who have been playing have been uh, having to take on larger roles and yeah, eventually that is going to rear its ugly head. Um, and, you know, I mean, Seth Jones, not a number one defenseman, but he's still the best defenseman this team has. Yes. And missing him, you know, definitely puts a damper on things for their ability to move the puck. And, uh, you know, defensively, 
for the most part, I think they can cover some of that. Um, but it, it's kind of his offensive contributions that they'll probably miss the most. Um, you know, his brother is getting the opportunity to kind of step up. He's getting power play time. He's uh, Caleb is now the number one <laughs> power play um, defenseman. And I think he's looked decent depending on the, uh, you know, the Blackhawks power play is pretty inconsistent Mm -hmm. um, this past week, but when it's, when it's looked good, I think Caleb hasn't looked out of place um, in those times. Um, I also think Philip Bruce has shown fairly decently um, on the second power play unit. Uh, he did make a couple of glaring turnovers and mistakes. Set up a couple of high man rushes, but yeah, definitely um, some growing pains with him and learning the speed of the NHL game and the size of the ice, sort of thing. But he's also shown some flashes of really being able to skate with the puck and find some open guys. So yeah. it's there's definitely give or take there, but um, I. So far, I've been I've been pretty happy with the way Caleb Jones has played this year. And of he course, looks... um, mm-hmm. the, what was the crazy stat the other day? Um, I can't remember what defenseman scored, but it was the first goal by a Blackhawks defenseman in like oh year of game. It would have been Jake McCabe, I'm assuming. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, it was like the first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, uh, McCabe has is, is also, I think, um, looked much better than he did last year. Yes. Um, he still isn't quite playing up to the expectations of the contract that he signed, but he no longer looks like a hindrance out there. He's 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 playing like a second-pairing defenseman he's most clearly of the time. Getting, the knee is clearly getting back to yes. what it was. Yeah, I think he's definitely showing more confidence in his mobility. Um, and I think it's translating into him showing playing with more confidence when he has the puck. Um, he's not fumbling pucks the way he did last year. His passes are more crisp and it's positively affected his performance, um, as you would expect. And so he's probably the guy that is going to be asked to step in and fill most of Seth Jones's five on five and penalty killing uh, responsibilities. McCabe, I think will be leaned on heavily in those situations. Um, You know, the loss of Jones is also kind of coupled with um, we're starting to see some of the cracks in uh, Jack Johnson. Uh, His performances have been much more up and down the last uh, week or two really. Uh, But that also goes with the Hawks uh, entire team. I, I mean, we talked about it when they were winning those four games, a lot of it was illusion. They were yes. shooting at a high percentage. They were scoring shorthanded. They were scoring on the power play. They were not scoring much five on five and we're starting to see that come into play. They have not had many power play opportunities the last few games. I want to say in the wild game, they didn't have, any or they only had one something well, like they that. They had the one. Um, no, I'm thinking of the last game. Yeah, they had any in the wild one. Yeah, I think I, or if they did, they got one really late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, and when this team is not 
scoring um, on special teams, we're starting to see some of the struggles. It's, you know, they scored three against the Sabres, three against the Wild, one against the Islanders. And it's, that's going to continue to happen. But of course, the big thing the last this yeah, last week is the injuries to the goaltenders. <laughs> but I was going to say one more thing about the on-ice play, which is obviously the penalties are just out yes. of control. Yes. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, not only are the Blackhawks not getting a lot of power plays, but they are giving up a ton of power plays to the opposition. Um, there are several guys that are um, – taking far more penalties than they should. Um, I think uh, Andreas Antonisio is leading the team in penalty minutes. He's a guy that with his skating uh, should not be taking as many stick penalties as he has been. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, going to say there's way too many poking yeah. interference and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. that's definitely something that needs to get cleaned up if the Hawks hope to remain as competitive as they have been Um in the long haul, they, they, they just, they cannot give up that many power plays when they are um, already playing shorthanded talent wise. So. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. other thing you um, mentioned, of course, yeah. Um, you, we have a uh, Morazic still out with the groin and then um, Staylock gets crashed into and which is a pretty egregious uh, penalty by the Islanders, but. Yeah, you know, he was, I don't think there was any intent to injure um, on the goaltender interference, but he made absolutely no move to avoid. And he definitely caused the contact. And I was fine with the the five minute major and um, getting thrown out of the game. I think that was the appropriate call. Um, I don't think a suspension is, is warranted. Like I said, I don't think there was intent to injure. It uh, is definitely a blow for the Blackhawks. I have not seen any update on Staylock's condition. All I thought was um, he was in the protocol. Right. Today. So my guess is, especially considering they just signed one of their AHL fill-in goaltenders to a NHL contract that they expect Staylock to be out at least uh, for maybe the remainder of this week. They do have a fairly light schedule coming up over only two games this week. Yeah, only two games over the next seven, seven or eight days. So, my um, guess is you'll see Soderblom start both of those. Which is, you know, we were talking about we expected him to stay in the AHL most of the season, but obviously circumstances, yeah, can change and yeah, especially under these circumstances when both guys are out. Um, you know, it's the chance for Solar Bloom to come up and actually, you know, take on the starter's role. I think the thing that they would most like to avoid is backup, uh, yeah. be the backup. Um, but the one thing that I will say um, when both Morazic and Staylock were both healthy, and given the fact that both have been injury prone uh, throughout their careers. Uh, they seem to want to uh, more or less switch off games. They're not going to have a starting goaltender and a backup. It's really just going to be a rotation. And so if, if the Blackhawks do want to stick with that, 
Um, and one of those guys is out for a while. I think they can have Soderblom up with the team because he's going to be playing every other game more or less. Yeah. So that at least gives them that option. But yeah, at least looked, for this week, it looks like he's going to be the starter. I thought he looked pretty good too. especially Yeah. Him. Yeah. A little bit of uh, issue with rebound control. Yeah. Um, you know, he's still not a, you know, a finished product or anything. I think there's flashes where. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can see what the Blackhawks see in him. Um, you know, he's one of their two goaltending prospects that they feel pretty good about. Uh, he's the more advanced of the two. He's the one that's going to be more ready. And my guess is uh, he will probably take on, take over for Staylock next year as the pairing with Morazic and yeah. most likely kind of trade off games again. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, um, you know, he's going to be given a, a good opportunity here and see where he's at. And then hopefully the veterans can get back and <clears throat> Soderblom can go down and uh, help out the, the Ice Hawks and hopefully get them into the playoffs. It's kind of been a up and down start for the Ice Hawks as well, as they've also had to deal with injuries and, so, you know, they're scoring a lot of goals, but they're giving up a lot of goals. And um, it's it's uh, kind of a, a, a different uh, team than we're used to with Rockford the last few years. Um, it's been a uh, – there hasn't been a lot of talent down in Rockford. Um, yeah. And so scoring has generally been a, a difficult proposition for them. But they brought in a bunch of AHL veterans and along with Reichel, and a couple of other guys, they are scoring at a very high clip. Um, but yeah, the, the, the defense and the goaltending has been a little suspect so far, um, but um, that's where the Blackhawks have more um, prospects playing. So hopefully that gets evened out and those guys can kind of get on a good run and hopefully Soderblom can be a part of that. Yep. So do you have any, you notice about the forwards? the past few games you know uh, nothing new has really stood out to me um we have gotten kurashev moved up in the top six like we hoped they did you know break up that third line yeah Uh, i think that was the right move um i i would still like to see kurashev play on the first line and anthony siu move down but at least at this point they, they seem to want to force that first line um, to stay together for a while. So, yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, the fourth line gives a good effort, but there's no offensive ability on that. And so that's, you know, another part of that five on five, it's going to struggle to score goals because you're essentially playing with three lines um, that can actually put the puck in the net. So. And I guess uh, Kane looks a little better, so. Yeah, the one thing I have noticed with Kane this year, uh, I think he has fumbled more pucks yeah. and failed to collect passes. I was going to say that more in the first three weeks of this season than it probably than he probably did in three months last year. So I don't know if that if he's just in a bit of a slump, uh, it's hard to say that because he's still scoring at a point per game pace. Yeah. Or is it like, did he just like, it, it doesn't look as easy as it, yeah. <laughs> as it usually does for it's him. Like um, a, a slow start. Is he? Yeah. Maybe, 
maybe he's got a little bit of a hand or a wrist injury or something that he's dealing with, but yeah, there just hasn't been the smooth um, skills that we're used to with him. Each year he gets a little older. It's not going to be as smooth. Who knows? It could be. It could be. I mean, maybe we are starting to see, you know, more of the signs of the, of the decline. Um, You know, we brought it up the last couple of years. He's definitely lost a step, which is more, what you expect as a, you know, a player ages, their, their, their skating is going to be the first thing to go. Um, so maybe we're starting to see some of that with his hands as well, but my gosh, he can still uh, do some special things with the puck and the passing hasn't declined at all. And so, he's been making some passes that, you know, with these new line mates, you know, uh, having to bring it to the other end of those passes. Can you can do a little bit more than yeah. some of the new guys. I, I, it's a stark contrast watching somebody like Anthony Ciu versus somebody like Debrinket. Um, you know, whether it was Debrinket or Panarin or Patrick Sharp, mm-hmm. the Blackhawks always tended to have a left wing, a right-handed left wing. That Kane could set up. That Kane could set up that were good at finding soft spots in the offensive zone. Anthony Sioux is not that kind of guy. Um, you know, even when the Blackhawks have been forced to use a left-handed player um, on the left wing, be it Brandon Saad or someone like that, you would see the backdoor plays and Saad would, you know, uh, crash the net and Kane would be able to find him for a tip in, you know, easy goals type sort of things. I have not seen one of those with Anthony Sioux yet. He just doesn't seem to be a guy who can find that open ice. All he does is create on his own. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like going back, like even like a, a Brian Pickle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so I just, I just haven't seen the chemistry between those two guys that I would prefer to see. And that's why I'm hoping they move Kurashev up there at some point and see if that can work. Yeah. Um, but I, ha- I I think Domi and Kane have played pretty well together. Yeah. It's, it's more the left wing side of things. So, you know, we'll see. The Blackhawks just, they don't have many options. Maybe when Tyler Johnson comes back, he's a right-handed guy that can play on the left side. Maybe yes. that's something that they try out. But, but we don't know when that's going to be. So Exactly, yeah. So we're... You know, you, 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 you're just trying to make do this year. Nothing's nothing's going to be perfect. So you make shift. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be a, it's going to look like a mess at some time. So all you can really hope for is what we've seen that they they give a good effort. Exactly. And they've continued to do that. Um, you know, I think you saw the way that the avalanche could, could outskate them. And I think you saw the structure that uh, the Islanders employ where they are such a good trapping team. They just completely clog up the neutral zone. The Blackhawks could just not carry the puck into the offensive zone with possession with any kind of consistency. That's not just just a Blackhawks segment. No, I mean, the Islanders are pretty good at doing that to everybody, but I think it, um, affects a team like the Blackhawks who do have a few guys like Kane, like Anthony Sioux, who, you know, can try to still fight their way through that and, 
Um, you know, Seth Jones is another guy, but obviously he was missing. But yeah, um, you know, the Blackhawks were even getting to the point though where they were struggling to dump the puck in yeah. <laughs> appropriately, or when they dumped the puck in, all of their four checkers were um at a standstill at the blue line because the timing was all thrown off. And yeah, the, the Islanders just really stifled them. Um, whereas yeah. they were still tied in the third it, period. So, yeah, you know, I mean, especially with the goaltender going out and all the power plays that the Blackhawks gave them, uh, Soderblom kept them in the game. Uh, the defensemen did a fairly good job of keeping the Islanders to the outside. Um, uh, the, the Islanders do have a few guys that are really good net front guys that, that got some rebound opportunities and tip opportunities, but you didn't really see anybody uh, driving to the net. You didn't see a lot of odd man rushes. So that's a good credit to the Blackhawks um, yeah. and Richardson's coaching. I think they're, they're doing a lot of good things in that regard that the Hawks failed at doing for years under Colleton and King and, it's only been about 10 games, but yeah, it's is pretty clear. Yeah. Like I said, good first impression. Yes. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll look ahead to the schedule for this. It's just a pair of games Thursday and Saturday. Kings and jets. Um, you know, that's two middle of the pack teams that, the Blackhawks have shown uh, an ability to hang with those types of teams. So I'm expecting competitive games. Uh, however, I do also kind of expect them to lose well on them, especially given the injuries that they that are currently. Let's mounting. say we expect a loss, but wouldn't be shocked by no. a win. No, and you know, maybe one goal losses, you know, <laughs> which is something the Blackhawks have done, uh, you know, the in the first three of their four game losing streak was one goal losses. Um, and the last one was it was still close, yeah, yeah, it was just a, it was a two goal game and uh, was an empty netter at the end, even yes. so, yeah, it was uh, another close competitive game, and I would expect the Blackhawks to be able to continue to do that most nights against uh, everybody except for, you know, the avalanche, the, the Panthers, the lightning, the, you know, the, the yeah. top teams in the league. So. And after uh, Saturday's game, there's six days off. Yeah. It's a long layover um, lay, lay off. I should say. Would you call this wouldn't be their buy already, would it? You know, I didn't. I never really even paid attention or looked into it at the beginning of the year. So, I, I honestly don't remember how the schedule lays out with that. Yeah, because so it seems like it'd be early for that. But yeah, it seems like it'd be really early. But given some of the injuries that the Blackhawks are currently dealing with, it whether it's their buy or not, the 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 five days off um, come at a fairly good time for them to hopefully at least get one of the goaltenders back or, you know, mitigate some of the time away that Seth Jones uh, has. So. Yep. So I guess that'll be where we'll leave it. And then we'll be back to go over a short week of games. And yeah, um, Michael, you are. 
MJ underscore Ernst. And I am STH85 on Twitter for now, as long as Twitter's still going. Keep it. Um, anyway, you can always subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And yeah, we'll be back with more hopefully exciting Blackhawks action. And go Hawks.